Shalom, brothers and sisters. We have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters worldwide. Today's lesson will be called A Luciferian World, brothers and sisters. A Luciferian World. Although we cannot see Satan, his influence is powerful and pervasive, brothers and sisters. Satan has effectively deceived the world throughout history, influencing human beings to cut themselves off from the Most High's guidance. He has led us into wanting to do things our own way, to rely on ourselves rather than the Most High as the ultimate authority. You will be stunned by some of the things exposed today, brothers and sisters. The purpose of today's lesson is to give people an understanding of the universe and the world beneath your feet. We're going to go to Genesis 3 and show you, brothers and sisters, how evil started in the garden and somehow, some way, has has magnified and, and have become even stronger now today. It started in the beginning. Satan had done a, a, a diabolically genius plan to carry iniquity and sin and make it passe to where now their shows on television, brothers and sisters, like, um, I think it's called Lucifer, if I'm not mistaken. There's actually a show called Lucifer on TV where, where he's a good guy. And I'm like, what type of mess is this where they can um, make Lucifer a good guy and have people, um, you know, feel sorry for him? This is the world we live in, brothers and sisters. And we know why is because the children of Israel are serving right now. And when you have those who should not be leading, leading, when you have the blind leading, it becomes a problem, brothers and sisters. So follow us today as we go into this lesson called the Luciferian world. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to read 1 through 6, Brother Corey. Genesis 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, at God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Right, so brothers and sisters, Satan cleverly avoided mentioning all that the Most High had given her. In Adam, every other plant and tree and kind of fruit in the garden. Instead, he succeeded in getting her to concentrate on the one fruit from the one tree in which the Most High had forbidden us to eat. Can you read that one more time, brother, please, from the top? Verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, at God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. See, and, and examine this, brothers and sisters, because why? Here, Lucifer is very crafty. Notice it said he was more subtle than any beast, brothers and sisters. If you go into some of the uh, some of our other Hebrew records, it shows you that this, 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 this tree actually had the spirit of lust. It was poisoned with the spirit of lust was in this fruit, brothers and sisters. The lust of the flesh. That, that this particular tree was planted by a fallen angel, brothers and sisters. And, and what did he do? What did he say? He said, I thought you were in dominion. You're not in dominion. You're not a ruler unless you can do and eat whatever you want to eat. See, this is how Satan comes, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 3. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, 
You shall not surely die. So here he is, brothers and sisters. He slowly began to deceive Eve. He introduced his first lie, telling her she would not die if she took of this forbidden fruit. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So here he is, brothers and sisters. He followed with another falsehood, slandering the Most High by accusing him of holding Eve back from valuable knowledge. See, and that's what Satan does. He'd have you believe that the Most High is withholding a good time from you. He's withholding the things that you desire from you. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. So you would, you would understand both good and evil. Now, you must understand, brothers and sisters, the, the mindset of the elite, because the elite understand good and evil, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. There was an idea given to her that she did not have prior. She would have knowledge of good and evil, brothers and sisters. If you have knowledge of something, that gives you an advantage over the uneducated. And that's how she tricked Adam. Because why? Adam didn't have this knowledge. He only had, don't touch that tree. That's the only information he had. So once you have knowledge, brothers and sisters, you're now in a position of power, depending on how you utilize that information. We're going to read verse 6, brother, please. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Read, that from the, uh, read verse 6 one more time, brother. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now, why do we go here? Why Examine that. Because I've had people say that the tree, the fruit was, was, was sex. I had a brother tell me that. He, he told me that the, you know, be fruitful, multiply, that fruit was actually sex. And that is a philosophy, brothers and sisters. If somebody come to you with that, run the other way. Because it says the tree was good for food. So this was actually a food. It wasn't an apple. Because a lot of Christians will tell you it's an apple when it doesn't tell you what type of fruit, but it was a fruit that was, it was good for food and pleasant to the eyes to show you that the lust of the eyes, Satan will use things, uh, you know, through your eyesight because your eyesight, once you see certain things in your mind, your mind starts to desire it. So he used the lust. Can you read verse six, brother? And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. Right. And he did eat. Right. So what, brothers and sisters? She was seduced by his persuasiveness. She took of the fruit and then shared it with her husband, brothers and sisters. Can you, when it says it, when it says her eyes were open, read that one more time. Verse six, brother, please. Verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye. Actually, read verse 5 one more time, brother, please. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. See, it says your eyes shall be opened. Now, brothers and sisters, this is not talking about the physical attribute of seeing. She was already seeing. This is speaking of being able to see, having knowledge on a spiritual level, brothers and sisters. Because why? Lucifer had knowledge that when he fell was not introduced to mankind. So what? Knowledge in the wrong hand can be used to destroy and control God's people, brothers and sisters, and the elites, the governments. These people have, the elites have this information. 
compiled in a scroll, brothers and sisters. And they've used this psychology throughout society since the beginning of time, brothers and sisters. This information of good and evil, the elites have it. The governments have it. This is how they plan psychology against people, brothers and sisters, against its citizens. This is how they plan wars, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 6 one more time, brother? Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her. Now, we didn't go to this scripture, brothers and sisters, to blame the woman. The woman was seduced. She was, you know... She was, she was an innocent party in this, brothers and sisters. She was tricked. She was seduced. So we, we, we don't use this scripture to say, you know, the woman is the fault of why we're here. Because I've heard brothers say that, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, for Eve, we wouldn't be in this condition. When whether Eve did it or not had no bearing on her husband. So where's Adam's blame? He still partook and he knew what was right. The Most High never told Eve. Adam told Eve that she couldn't eat it. But Adam had a direct commandment not to eat, from the Most High not to eat this. We're going to show you. We're going to Isaiah 14 and 12. Because this particular knowledge of good and evil, brothers and sisters, is still being used throughout government structure, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 14 verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. So Lucifer said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And see, this is why they're going up into quote-unquote space. They claim they're trying to see waters on Mars, right? They're going to the moon. This was a plan from Satan that he would go back into the heavens, brothers and sisters. And that just goes to show you that these governments are being controlled and ruled through Satan. Can you read that scripture one more time, brother? Verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. I will be like the Most High. See? So he wants to be like the Most High, brothers and sisters. These spirits are trying to get off the earth, brothers and sisters. Man And mankind is in agreement with this because of the knowledge they receive. So Lucifer is saying, I will give you the knowledge to make certain weapons, to do certain things, to splice animals, to splice vegetables and fruits. I will give you the knowledge that you need, but you have to help me get off, you know, this, this, uh, you, you have to help me get off earth and back into the heavenly realm. Lucifer doesn't have the power to go into the heavenly realm any longer. So what? He uses the, the, the resources of the earth in order to elevate himself into uh, what we call the heavens or space, brothers and sisters. And these particular nations, they believe if they can help Lucifer get the power, he can give them immortality. So this is why the other nations, the governments, are, are siding with Lucifer, brothers and sisters. Now, we're going to show you how this particular plan moved from society to society, brothers and sisters. This particular plan here. We're going to go to Revelations 12 and 7, brothers and sisters. Revelations 12 and 7. A Luciferian world. Revelation 12, verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. 
And the dragon fought and his angels. And his angels to show you that there it wasn't just Lucifer. He took a third of the angels with him. And that's the 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 lowercase G's, the gods that are being worshipped throughout societies mm-hmm. and different societies in the Asian culture. Notice, right? What do they have? The year of the dragon. They have parades where, you know, they're dressed up in that type of a time. They're, they're dressed up using the dragon as a um, as a mascot. All these Buddha, all of these different Allah, these are fallen angels without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. Can you read verse 7 one more time, brother? Verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. See? So their place was, was no more in heaven. So that's why they're using the governments uh, and creating certain technologies for stargates to be elevated into the heavens, brothers and sisters. What, all, what else are they doing? They're putting uh, what you would call um, satellites with new with you know weaponry weaponry nuclear weaponry on the outside of the firmaments brothers and sisters this was a plan from the beginning because why they don't have their place in heaven lucifer said i will place my throne amongst the stars he wants to be like the most high and these other nations these these elites they're with that plan because they believe that lucifer if he received the power that he will make them immortal. Read verse 9, brother, please. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. See? So the great dragon, which that old serpent. Why is it saying that old serpent? Because who was in the garden? See? To show you that he who was in the garden, that spirit, was Satan. Called the devil and Satan, who deceiveth the whole world. How does he deceive the world? Because he have the world believing that he don't exist. Because he have the world believing that the children of Israel are white people. You know, and, and not that it's about color; it's about truth. He have us. He have the world believing that Sunday is the Sabbath. That December twenty fifth is, um, you know, is Christ's birthday. He have deceived the whole world, brothers and sisters. He have sensationalized sin. When you turn on the television, cable television, there's sin all over that tube. Tell a lie, vision. Tell a lie. This is what they do. It's called programming for a reason, brothers and sisters. Every um, television show or sitcom, it has a certain message that they're trying to deliver to those who are watching it. That's why it's called programming, brothers and sisters. And, he, and he's done a, a diabolically genius job. We're going to jump to verse 15. Revelation 12 and 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And we know that that woman represents the children of Israel, brothers and sisters. So he would cast out a flood. What is that? That's philosophy. That's holidays. That's uh, sensationalized sin. Why would he do this, brothers and sisters? Why would the Most High allow this? Because this is the Most High's plan to provide full proof of the deceitfulness of sin. It must be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that Satan's way will only lead to death and destruction. So Satan have put out many paths to hell. There's only one path to the kingdom of heaven, but many paths to hell. There's, there's a plethora, there's a myriad of different religions with different beliefs, 
even in Christianity, different denominations, different philosophies, Big Bang Theory, evolution. He cast out a flood, brothers and sisters, to get us caught up. And we needed to pull this out because what we learned is that when people find out their religion is false, a lot of them, they just they just don't deal with God at all, which is is ignorant because the most high showed you that your religion was false to move that out of the way to get you closer to him. And people have put everything down because they find out that their God is false or their religion is false. When that really was the most high moving that out of the way for you so you can have access to him. We're going to show you how this thing moved from society to society, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read 12 through 14, brothers and sisters, in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Examine that, brothers and sisters. Our real fight is not against flesh and blood. So it's a diversion saying the white man is the devil. You hear a lot of Israelites out there saying, you know, the white man is the devil. But we don't blame the white man. Why? Because the white man don't have no power, brothers and sisters. How do we know? Because it's evident by the society that he have propagated. You got transvestites walking around, <laughs> men with lipstick and pumps on with purses, with Birkin bags. So if he had power, <laughs> it would be evident. We don't call the white man the devil. Why? It's futile because these powers controlling the earth are only slaves to those who give them this knowledge, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So there's rulers that are not people, brothers and sisters, who are not flesh and blood. So we don't blame certain nations of people. Why? Because there's a spirit that compels a person to do certain things. And man has the power to do what? To conjure up spirits, which is what's going on. They conjure up these spirits and then the spirits give them directives. This is how government works, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places in those those governmental seats, those presidential seats, brothers and sisters. There's spiritual wickedness there. Uh, verse 13, please. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Read that again, brother. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and have done all to stand. Right. Only Christ, brothers and sisters, can give us this armor to fight against the unseen. Now, we need to know what are the tools to, you know, what are the, what, what are the tools that they use to fight against us, brothers and sisters? We must know that what? Number one, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but there's high rulers we cannot see in the spirit world that control the physical world, brothers and sisters. That's what this scripture is showing you. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and rulers of the darkness. Those who have made agreements with these spirits to gain knowledge and technology, brothers and sisters. It's not just man. They're being controlled by spirits without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. And we're going to show you. We're going to go to the Apographer, Ecclesiasticus, or Sirach, 17 and 17. Follow us to the Apographer, brothers and sisters. 
to, to show you that these nations are being controlled by devils. Ecclesiasticus 17 and 17. For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. Now we just read about the rulers of the darkness, brothers and sisters. Every nationality, it says, for the divisions of the nations of the whole earth. Nations is nationality. That doesn't mean country, brothers and sisters. In the Bible, nation means nationality, race of people, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again? Verse 17. For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is the Lord's portion. So every other race of people, every other nationality of people outside of the children of Israel, who is the Lord's portion, have a fallen angel over them, according to scripture, brothers and sisters. So what happens when Lucifer gives them the knowledge that they can rule over society if they worship with that demonic spirit? Because why? These nations have now, since they know that there's a, a, a demonic spirit over the, the Chinese over the, the the Africans. They all have a God that they're worshiping over the Arabians, over the Middle Easterns. The question is, what happens if we find out who that, that, that God is and then worship him? That's the question, brothers and sisters. Every president or person in, a, in a, a presidential seat in this world have a guide to make sure Satan's plan is accomplished without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. And they would do this for prosperity and knowledge. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 17. Verse 17. <clears throat> For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is the Lord's portion. Right. So this isn't racist, brothers and sisters. When you go into China, they're dealing with what? They're predominantly dealing with some level of Hinduism or Buddhism. When you go into India, what are they dealing with? They're dealing with a lot of Hinduism, right? When you go into the Middle East, right? What are they dealing with? They're dealing with Allah, right? They're dealing with Allah. When you go over into the, the to, when you go over to the the Hamites or the Africans, what are they dealing with? They're dealing with Osiris. They're dealing with Amun Ra. They're dealing with, uh, you know, all these different fallen gods, brothers and sisters. So it's evident we cannot follow other nations without any shadow of a doubt. Now we understand that there's good people, you know. In all races of people, but we cannot follow, we can't go to them and say, teach me your religion, teach me your way of God. No, the Bible tell you that they have rulers of darkness over every nation of people. Can you read that one more time, Brother Corey? Verse 17, for in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is the Lord's portion. See, Israel is the Lord's portion. That's why the, the biblical texts always say the God of Israel, the God of Israel. Because all these other nations are worshiping a different God, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. So it's time for the children of Israel to take back your heritage, take back your book and become a light to the world. Because why? You're the most highest portion. You are. And without your light, Without the light emanating from us, this world is in darkness, brothers and sisters, and we're going to show it. We're going to show some of the tools that the adversary uses against us. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. We're going to the Tanakh, for the, to the Torah, brothers and sisters. Excuse me. We're going to read chapter 18, 10 through 12. Deuteronomy 18, verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son... Or his daughter to pass through the fire, 
or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. It says, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire. This is child sacrifice, brothers and sisters. This is in the Bible, brothers and sisters, where there would be a, a metal calf, a metal calf uh, named Moloch. It's called Molochian sacrifice, brothers and sisters. A metal calf where they would light a fire underneath of it and put a child inside of this metal calf and let it burn to death and let the blood drain out. They were doing this for blessings from, from Lucifer, brothers and sisters. My next guest was used also in worshiping the devil, participated in human sacrifice rituals, rituals and cannibalism. She says her family has been involved in rituals for generations. She is currently in extensive therapy, suffers from multiple personality disorder, meaning she's blocked out many of the terrifying and painful memories of her childhood. Meet Rachel, who is also in disguise to protect her identity. You come from generations of ritualistic uh, abuse? Um, yes, my family has an extensive family tree, and they keep track of who's been involved and who hasn't been involved. And it's gone back to, like, 1700. And so you were... Right. I was born into a family that believes in this. And, and this is a, this is, does everyone else think it's a nice Jewish family? From the outside, you appear to be a nice Jewish girl? Definitely. And you all are worshiping the devil inside the home? Right. There's other Jewish families across the country, it's not just my own family. Well, there would be rituals in which babies would be sacrificed and you would have to, you know... Who's babies? Um, there were people who um, bred babies in our family. No one would know about it. A lot of people were overweight, so you couldn't tell if they were pregnant or not. Or they would supposedly go away for a while and then come back. And the, the purpose of sacrifice is to what? Is to bring you what? What are you sacrificing for? For power. Uh-huh. Power. And, and unless you understand this, you don't have a grasp on how society works brothers and sisters. Now, why is he telling us this? He's telling us this because other nations realize that if they sacrifice to those evil spirits, they could gain power and prosperity, brothers and sisters. And they'll try to use um, Abraham and Isaac. They'll try to use that when that you can't use that because number one, Abraham didn't, he didn't sacrifice Isaac. The Most High stopped him and put an animal in his place. But they'll try to use that to say it's okay. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this, all of these particular necromances, all of this wizardry, brothers and sisters, has been slowly integrated into the society, brothers and sisters, including the child sacrifice. What do you think happens on these holidays? It's not just you getting together with your family. The elites are dealing with child sacrifice. That's why a lot of children come up missing around holiday time. And then you find them and they're, they're you know, they're, they're abused and, and killed in a ritualistic fashion. We begin with some breaking news out of Skagit County tonight where authorities are searching for a missing toddler. Uh, this has been happening in Conway since about 4 o'clock this afternoon. King 5's Natalie Swaby joins us live in Conway with the latest. Natalie. 
Yeah, as you just said there, we're more than five hours into this search for this two-year-old boy. I'm going to step out of the way so you can see some of the search team there near the river. What we have been able to learn from the sheriff's office is that a call came in today around four o'clock in the afternoon that the boy, the two-year-old, was missing. He was last seen playing on a toy car near the Skagit River. Now, the sheriff's office immediately launched a search effort with several agencies. They were able to put a drone with thermal imaging into the sky to help the search. It just happened that the sheriff's marine unit was training in the area. They joined the search along with a number of deputies. But so far, there's been no sign of the little boy. They did find, I'm told by the sheriff's office, tracks from that toy car that appeared to lead toward the river and a toy car was found in the river, but again, they have not been able to find this little boy. It is so dark out here and they are getting close to wrapping up for the night, but they plan to resume tomorrow morning. We're going to continue to follow this and bring you updates when we learn them. But for now, live near Conway, Natalie Swaby, King 5 News. Can you read one, that, that scripture one more time, brother? Verse 10. <clears throat> there shall not be found among you anyone that make this son or his daughter to pass through the fire. See, now it's going to go into more tools that fuel the adversary. Or that uses divination. Or an observer of times. Or an enchanter. So palm readers, astrology, psychics, all of this stuff, brothers and sisters, are their tools, against, are the tools of the adversary to promote what? A Luciferian world. Verse 11. Or a charmer. Or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard, or a necromancer. See? So these are the things that are surrounding the children of Israel. All the other nations are dealing with this, brothers and sisters. All of this come from what? The tree of good and evil to control the masses, brothers and sisters. Where it says a witch, a witch is a female conjurer. And what do they do? They put a white jacket on them and call them doctors, brothers and sisters. A doctor in times past would have been called a witch. You look up that word pharmacy, it comes from the word pharmacae or pharmacaea, which is sorcery. Because why? They're mixing up potions. You couldn't go to a doctor, a witch doctor, and say, you know, I can't sleep. I need you to give me something with some shavings in my water. That's, that's witchcraft. That's wizardry. That's necromancing, brothers and sisters. Going to palm readers. These, these, these things, psychics, astrology, right? All of the things that are flooding our society. Remember, it said that the 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 dragon would cast out a flood. This is the flood, brothers and sisters. All of these things are needed in a society for the enemy to control the masses, brothers and sisters. Can you read 10 through 12 one more time, brother? Verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. That's the child's sacrifice. And other nations still do that. They sacrifice children to receive what they call a blessing from Satan. Or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. See, so why is he going into this, brothers and sisters? These things must have been prevalent in Gentile society without any shadow of a doubt because he said, there shall not be found among you anyone 
that do these that you know that 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 do these particular acts. So he's showing us that this is what's prevalent in Gentile society. Why? Because each nation is underneath of a God, a lowercase g, not the most high, but a fallen God, a fallen angel. That's why we showed you that there was angels that fell with Lucifer. And those angels are now over the nations, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Jeremiah 32. Why? To show you that child sacrifice is all throughout the Bible. And what? Christians will never tell you about this because they just want you to believe that God is just love and, you know, he just love everything. He love everybody. He, he don't hate anything. This is what they want you to believe. The Bible or, or, or Christianity have whitewashed the Bible. It doesn't show you what's this sinful world that we're really living in, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Jeremiah 32 and we're going to read 35 and 36 to show you that there was child sacrifice all throughout the Bible. Jeremiah 32 and 35. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire into Moloch. Moloch, brothers and sisters, look that up. If you have Google or Yahoo or whatever search engine, look up Moloch, because this is the God, one of the gods we follow, and he required child sacrifice. What do you think is going on with these celebrities, brothers and sisters, with their children that come up missing? Or how they lose a family member, right? They lose a mother or somebody, then they blow up. You ever notice that? These celebrities, they blow up after they lose somebody close to them, right? It's child sacrifice, brothers and sisters. Lucifer said, listen, I need blood. I need innocent blood, and through that, I'll give you the worldly blessings. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 35. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Enam, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Moloch. Now, this is, the, this is the Judeans, brothers and sisters. The Judeans was doing this. Benjamin, Judah, and Levi started to do this. Which I commanded them not, neither came, into my, neither came it into my mind, that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this was such a, repul this was such repulsive, you know, this was such a repulsive act in the eye of the Most High. He didn't even want to think about it, brothers and sisters. This child sacrifice here was one of the reasons for the Babylonian captivity, without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. The, hor the horrific practice of child sacrifice has been committed throughout the world for thousands of years. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 35. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their son... <clears throat> To cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire into Moloch, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind, that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. And now, therefore, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel concerning this city, whereof ye say, it shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. See, so this particular act from our people led to what? Our Babylonian captivity. Babylon is what? Modern day Iraq. We didn't only serve the white man. We serve those who live in Iraq, brothers and sisters, the Babylonians. Child sacrifice was prevalent back then, brothers and sisters. And our people started to follow the way of the heathen, follow the way of the Gentiles. When we're actually supposed to be the leaders, we shouldn't follow the Gentiles. Now you see why we're in the case that we are today, brothers and sisters. Further proof. We're going to go to 2 Kings 21 and 6. To show you that child sacrifice was all throughout the Bible, brothers and sisters. 
2 Kings 21 verse 6. And he made his son pass through the fire. This is the evil king of Manasseh. And observed the time. He, he made his son pass through the fire, brothers and sisters, where they had a metal bull named Moloch. And they would place an infant in the middle of this bull in his arms and then light a fire underneath of it and hear the child screaming. This is what was going on, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse six. And he made his son pass through the fire and observed times and used enchantments and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So generally, brothers and sisters. The sacrifice of a child was intertwined with the worship of a pagan deity, often a fertility god or goddess. Worshippers sought to obtain blessings from their gods or to confirm or complete a vow taken in the name of that particular fallen god, brothers and sisters. So this is not new. What we've seen, you know, if you've ever seen that movie um, Eyes Wide Shut, they go through these ritualistic killings. This is what's going on. In the Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, to show you that it says enchantments and familiar spirits and wizards to show you that this child sacrifice is a force uh, is a form of sorcery, brothers and sisters. And when you let your children go out on Halloween and celebrate these holidays, that's a form of of passing your child through the fire. That's a form of child sacrifice. Why? You're giving up your child to Lucifer. On these pagan holidays, brothers and sisters. Further proof, we're going to Second Chronicles chapter 28 and 1. There's a plethora of scriptures, brothers and sisters, to prove to you the type of illicit acts, the type of egregious acts that lead to our spiritual capti captivity. Second Chronicles 28 and 1. This is King Ahaz, brothers and sisters. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord, like David his father. For he walked in the ways of, of the kings of Israel, and made also molten images of Baalim. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom, and burnt his children in the fire. And, and, the and, brother? and he burnt... His children in the fire. See? So this was, this was prevalent, brothers and sisters. Now, some critics of the Bible will point to the story of Abraham, who laid his son Isaac on the altar and prepared to sacrifice him as directed by the Most High. You can read that at, uh, what is it, Genesis 22? I think 1 through, probably 1 through 20, 1 through 15. But however, in this case, the Most High was testing the obedience and faith of Abraham. That's what was going on in that particular case. The Most High stopped him from actually following through and provided a ram as a substitute sacrifice. But these are the, you know, these are the stories that they will use to say that child sacrifice can be good. Can you read that scripture one more time, brother? More th verse 3. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burnt his children in the fire. After the abominations of the heathen. After the abominations of the heathen. To show you that was the heathenistic custom. Whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. He sacrificed also and burnt incense in the high places. And on the hills. And under every green tree. See? So brothers and sisters. This was prevalent throughout the Bible. Brothers and sisters. And it's still going on today without any shadow of a doubt. Brothers and sisters. We're living in a Luciferian world. 
We're living in a Luciferian world, brothers and sisters, where they have a church of Satan right here in the United States of America. We're, li we're living in a time where they have a church of Satan, brothers and sisters. This is, we're living in a Luciferian world and you must protect your children. You must protect those babies. Because if you let them out your sight, going to these schools, because why? These teachers, a lot of them are people that you would, you know, that you think are nice people. People that's the, 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 the doctors, the, the principals, the guidance counselors, the people who you frequent every day. You think oh, they're such a nice person when really <clears throat> they're butt naked at nighttime when the sun go down sacrificing children. So you have to be aware, brothers and sisters, because why? They pay close attention to the minorities, the young children where the parents are not home because the parents are working. Right. You have to pay close attention to what's going on, your emotions with your children. And when your children say somebody touched them or did something to them, you must be on your child's side. Because why? If they if your child start to believe that you won't defend them, then you're going to have a problem. So when I go to my child's school right away, listen, listen. I don't know you. I believe my child. <laughs> I, I don't know you because you remember in school, you go to school and the teacher during the parent teacher conference. Now she's <laughs> she's somebody she wasn't all year. Now she's somebody else because the teacher, you, you know, because the parent is in the room. So you must be very careful, brothers and sisters, and be watchful of your children, especially at these schools, because why they're going out of your presence for eight hours a day. And what do you think they're learning? What do you think they're learning? Brothers and sisters, you must keep an eye on your children. This is an evil and wicked society, a Luciferian world. We're going to go to First Samuel 28 and 1 to show you that sorcery was, was prevalent all throughout Scripture and still today. We're showing you how it traveled, sorcery, necromancy, and traveled from the garden to today, brothers and sisters. We're going to read, we're going to read First Samuel chapter 28. 1 through 12. 1 Samuel 28, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And the sheep said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle, thou and thy men. Right, so there was getting ready to be a battle, brothers and sisters. The Philistines were doing what? They were getting ready to gather their armies together for warfare to fight against the children of Israel. Verse 2, And David said to Ashish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Ashish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of mine head forever. Now Samuel was dead. Samuel was dead. Uh, he was a prophet, brothers and sisters. Samuel was a great man who was well respected in the, from the, you know, throughout the children of Israel. Verse 3, now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him, and buried him in, the, in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. So Saul was behind removing all necromancers and wizards from the city's borders, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him, and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul, was, and when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. 
And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by urine, nor by prophecy. So because of because of Saul's transgressions, his iniquity, the most high cut off um, cut off understanding from Saul because Saul needed you know, he wanted to know from the, he inquired of the most high, you know, would we win? What's the plan? What do I need to do? And the most high gave him no answers for his sin. Because why? We know that iniquity cuts you off from the protection of the most high and the instruction of the most high, as it tells you in wisdom of Solomon. Um, read verse six one more time, brother, please. Verse six. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams nor by urine. Nor by prophecy. So Saul, the current king of Israel, was seeking wisdom from the Most High and choosing course of action against the assembled forces of the Philistines. He received no answer from dreams or prophets, brothers and sisters. Verse 7. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. Go find me a witch. Now, brothers and sisters, We've already read that he was responsible for casting out all of the necromancers, all of the wizards and warlocks. Now, because the Most High is not communicating with him, what does he do? He says, go find me a witch. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 7. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. Right. So, brothers and sisters, having driven out all the necromancers and magicians from Israel, Saul now searches for which anonymously and in disguise. Mm. Verse 8. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night, and he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up. Whom I shall name unto thee. See, so when you deal with some of these psychics, these necromancers, they communicate with, uh, you know, family members who died. And you see this being sensationalized through media, brothers and sisters, where, where you could just, you know, uh, call a necromancer into the room and, and she'll call up a spirit. And they do this in the CIA also. They do this in the CIA. What, what, what is it called, brother, in the CIA? Oh, they call them mediums. Right, exactly. Mediums, brothers and sisters, where, you know, somebody may have got kidnapped or something. This is what's going on, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 8. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee divine unto me by the familiar spirit. And bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. Right, so bring me up this person. He's getting ready to tell you who. Bring this spirit up. I need to I need to speak to this spirit. This is Saul, the king, our first king. Verse 9. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits. Why? Because remember, Saul is disguised right now. So she's saying, you know that the king... He cut off, he, he put everybody out of the city's borders that have the, these particular powers. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits, and the wizard out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? So she said, Are you trying to get me killed? To show you how starch the Most High felt about necromancers and sorcery. You couldn't allow sorcerers to roam freely. And witchcraft to roam freely, brothers and sisters. So she was. She asked, "Are you trying to 
you know, you trying to get me killed here? And what, what, what did Saul say, brother? Verse 10. And Saul sware to her by the Lord, saying. Mm-hmm. Now he's swearing on the Most High. As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. Now we already read that Samuel had passed and Israel had lamented for him. He was a great prophet. But because there was no communication between the Most High and Saul, he said, call me up Samuel. Read, read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. Verse 11. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, bring me up Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. See, so she actually saw, she saw actually um, Samuel, the voice of the prophet spirit. After complaining of being disturbed, he berates Saul for disobeying the Most High and predicts Saul's downfall. He said, listen, you shouldn't have woke me up. Now you're going to die now. Now you're going to die. You should have left me alone. This is what happened, brothers and sisters. Read, read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. Now why do we go here? We need to show you what we're wrestling against, brothers and sisters. Those who are high strung. This is what they're doing up in, you know, Buckingham Palace, brothers and sisters. This is what's transpiring down at the Pentagon, brothers and sisters. This was going on back then. So you think they don't have the technology to do that same thing today, brothers and sisters? They will be calling up spirits for directives to show you, brothers and sisters. This is prevalent in society. And what do they use? They use Disney. They use animation to get towards the children, right? The princess and the frog, the beauty and the beast, you know, the, the dwarfs. All of this sorcery, and they, they try to make it, you know, passe. They, they try to take the venom out of it and make it worse. You know, it's something for entertainment. It's not entertainment. You know, I can't, I don't know who has fun being entertained by witches and warlocks and sorcerers. But we needed to show you this is what we're wrestling against, brothers and sisters. This is what we're wrestling against. We're going to go to First Chronicles 10 and 13 to show you what what um, Saul's punishment was for that heinous transgression. First Chronicles chapter 10, we're going to read 13 and 14, brother. First Chronicles 10 and 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord. Read that again, brother. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one, that had a familiar spirit to inquire of it and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. See, so brothers and sisters, this was the judgment for Saul's flagrant disobedience, his heinous transgression. See, to whom much is given, much is required. And he was the king, brothers and sisters. And not only did he, you know, did he consult with a familiar spirit, but he swore on the most high. See, and those are two sins, brothers and sisters. We need to show you, you know, what what's going on in society. What's going on in the world that's beneath your feet, brothers and sisters. 
Because why? To the pure, all things are pure. The children of Israel don't even understand that any of this is going on. We just think, you know, just get up, go to work, pay bills, you know, go to the club, listen to music. No. There's something more sinister that's there in society that's emanating out of this, this Luciferian world, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 2. We're showing you how that particular knowledge of good and evil traveled from the garden to the day. We're going to go to Daniel. We're going to go to Daniel chapter um, 2. And we're going to read verse 1. Daniel 2 and 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, where with his spirit was troubled, and his sleep break from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. Then the king commanded to call the magicians. So we're going here to show you that from society to society, they dealt with certain incantations and spirit conjuring. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 2. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. So, brothers and sisters, the king had a very disturbing dream, and he wanted understanding. You know, he wanted to understand its meaning. So what did he do? He, gave, he called up the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans, which are the wise men. These are the people he called up, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time from the top, brother, please. Verse 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams, where with his spirit was troubled, and his sleep break from him. Then the king commanded to call magicians, and the astrologers, and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, for to show the king his dreams. To show you that the king is in the seat of a president, brothers and sisters. To show you that those who are ruling have access to these magicians. They could just call these people into a room and, and for directives. They conjure up spirits for directives on how to rule society, how to control people through sorcery, brothers and sisters. And we're going to prove it. Jump to verse 10, brother, please. Verse 10. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there is, <clears throat> there is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. Jump to verse 27, brother, please. Verse 27, Daniel, Daniel answered in the presence of the king See, and said, so, so now he goes to Daniel and said, the secret which the king had demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologians, the magicians, the soothsayers show him to the king. So he said, well, can't all those sorcerers and necromancers and witches and warlocks, can't they give you the information that you're seeking? Jump to verse 47, brother, please. Verse 47, the king answered unto Daniel and said, of a truth it is that your God is a God of God. Right, because why Daniel, Daniel was able to give him the interpretation of the dream to show you that the most High's power usurps all other powers, brothers and sisters. Verse 47, the king answered unto Daniel and said, of a truth it is. That your God is a God of gods, and the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief over the governors, over all wise men of Babylon. 
Then Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Now, why did we go here, brothers and sisters? We went here to show you that a president or a king's cabinet is filled with these sorcerers. Remember, all nations have a fallen God over them, brothers and sisters. We also wanted you to examine the fact that the Most High's power usurps all other powers. The Most High's power is supreme. But each president or, or you know, ruler of a country have what? Have access to sorcerers, brothers and sisters. The same way in Egypt. Remember, Pharaoh. Remember when Moses and Aaron would do a, you know, do a... Um, a miracle, and then they would send their sorcerers out to do the same thing? Further proof, Exodus chapter 7, we're going to read verse 10 to show you that this was prevalent. Exodus 7 and 10. And Moses and Aaron went in into, went in into Pharaoh, <clears throat> and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they also did the like manner with their enchantments. See, so Pharaoh called the wise men and the sorcerers to show you that this was customary in heathen government. Pharaoh, that's government, brothers and sisters. This wasn't an aberration. This was conventional with the heathen, brothers and sisters. See, but what? The most high's power is preeminent. How do we know? Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 12. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpent, serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. See, to show you that the Most High's power mm -hmm. is preeminent. But we also needed you to see that it was customary in heathen government that they would be conjuring up spirits in their counsel for directives on how to control the masses. This was standard. This was routine in Gentile society, brothers and sisters. And it's still going on today. Without any shadow of a doubt, we're going to prove it by going to Ecclesiastes in the uh, Old Testament. We're going to read chapter 1, verse 9, to show you that the same things that went on during ancient times go on today on a higher level. Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing <clears throat> under the sun. So trends, brothers and sisters, and I'm sure your parents, your grandparents used to tell you trends, even as if when it comes to like clothing and, and things like that, they repeat, they go in cycles, brothers and sisters. There's nothing new under the sun. That means the things that was going on then in ancient times that's explained in biblical texts is going on today without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. This is what's going on. You ever notice that when a president come into office, right, he seems young, lively. But once he leaves office, his hairs are gray. He looks stressed out because why? He's being run. He's being ran rampant by a demon. The inauguration, when the president gets inaugurated, that's a demonic ritual, brothers and sisters, where the demon is now passed from who? From the last president to this president. That's what happens, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. Brother Corey, can you read Ecclesiastes 1 and 9 one more time? Verse 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. 
and there is no new thing under the sun. We to we wanted to use this scripture to buffer the point that child sacrifice, brothers and sisters, necromancy, sorcery, and witchcraft, wizardry, is nothing new. And it went on in times past, and it's going on today, brothers and sisters. But what they've they've taken the sting out of it to some degree, brothers and sisters. They've made it uh, passe. They've made it traditional. They've made it fun, brothers and sisters. They sensationalize this now, brothers and sisters. It's now it's you just you know you you just open up the newspaper and see what your sign is, Capricorn, and you know Sagittarius. They you know. They're very angry people. They have short patience. This is of the. This is not of the Most High, brothers and sisters. This is directly from the pits of hell, and we're going to prove it. We're going to Isaiah, chapter forty-seven. We're going to read verse thirteen in. Uh, excuse me, thirteen through fifteen. Isaiah forty-seven and thirteen. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers. The monthly pro prognosticators stand up and save thee from the these things which shall come upon thee. Right. So, brothers and sisters, while astronomy is the natural science related to the study of the stars, astrology is divination of the stars for the purpose of determining future human affairs and terrestrial events. And a lot of our sisters are dealing with this. What's your sign? I want to see if we're compatible. See? So now they've 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 they've, they've taken out the the venom out of it, and now they've just made it passe. They've dressed it up. They sensationalized it. I see sisters doing this all the time. Leo season, Capricorn season. You understand you a witch? You a warlock dealing with that? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 13, please. Verse 13. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators stand up. Why? Because you're not supposed to look at signs so you can know how to control people and manipulate people. You're supposed to get to know them, not have, you know, secret information on how to control them. You should get to know them. That's 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 how the most high only the most high should have the information on people's tendencies. See, and that's why he said he would give information that would open up your eyes and make you as gods. See, this is the information he wanted to give, brothers and sisters. What he always does is make you believe that the Most High's methodology, methodology is not good enough. There's deeper knowledge. It's not quick enough. You need money faster. You need to swing your butt on a pole. No, brother, you need to sell drugs so you can get those rims faster. He always comes with an alternative, brothers and sisters. But what's the question? What does the Bible say about those who consult with astrologers and use astrology as guidance for their lives? Read verse 14, brother. 14. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a cold, warm act, nor fire to, be, to sit before. Right. So those who use astrology as, for guidance will do what? They will be burned up like the chafe brothers and sisters without any shadow of a doubt. Astrology is offensive to the Most High because it attributes to planets and stars the power that belongs to the Most High and the Most High alone. And because it tries to find the will of the Most High by other means, you will be punished. There will be eternal judgment for this. So Satan tried to give you all these other alternatives. It's called what? The flood that was written of in Revelations. Brothers and sisters, can you read verse 15, brother? Verse 15. Thus shall 
Thus shall they be unto thee with whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants from thy youth. They shall wander every one to his quarter. None shall save thee. See, so this destruction that's coming, Christ coming with a sword, with fire. None of these, these, uh, you know, none of these astrologers, none of these sorcerers will be able to, you know, will be able to give information or guidance as to when Christ is coming or what his judgment will be. They, they don't know. Because why? Before the Most High take down a society, he blind their astrologers. He blind their magicians and shut them down to where they cannot see. Brothers and sisters. So right before the Most High take down a society, each society that he taken down, he darkened the, their seers. He darkened their Chaldeans, their wise men, without any shadow of a doubt. We're going to prove it. We're going to Psalms 32 and 8. Psalms chapter 32. We're going to read verse 8, brothers and sisters. Psalms 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. See, so you don't need astrology, brothers and sisters. Astrology is a divination art. See, you should get instruction from the Most High, not from astrology. <laughs> not from what your sign is. Not from what month you were born in. Divination is the act of foretelling future events. Or of revealing secret knowledge by means of signs and omens or other supernatural agencies, brothers and sisters. The Most High should be our conductor. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. See, so throughout the Bible, throughout biblical text, the Most High tells us that he will guide us. He will guide us. Not the newspaper, not the astrology, not the wizards, not the psychics that we call. No, all of this is satanic. It's Luciferian. It's highly Luciferian, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. We're going to prove it. We're going to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Because sin has now been sensationalized, brothers and sisters. They've now tried to take the sting out of sin. How? Through media, through television. How can you... Get, you know, promote the same message to millions of people at one time through the television, television, a bunch of, you know, millions, billions of people standing in front of a TV, a portal, viewing the same thing at the same time with the same uh, programming. So because of that, the, this Luciferian world have become almost unbearable. Because it's being mass produced, it's being mass promoted and advertised throughout the internet, throughout television, brothers and sisters. A lot of our people don't even know what's right and wrong anymore. How do we know? Read verse 20, brother, please. Isaiah 5 and 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Right, because why? A lot of people say, well, there's nothing wrong with astrology. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually good. Read that one more time, brother. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. See, so when you come to a Christian or those out there, the heathen, the Gentile, and say, well, Christmas, the origin of Christmas is pagan. The origin of Halloween is pagan. And they say, well, that was back then. It, it's, it, you know, I had a brother, uh, I had a brother tell me that there's good magic and there's bad, there's dark magic and there's white magic. I'm like, brother, you're lost. <laughs> That's what you are. The modern conscience 
has been twisted and distorted so badly that it's difficult to tell what is genuine and what is false, brothers and sisters. Now, how do we fall into this trap of Satan? We look for shortcuts to happiness. Our lust for immediate pleasure prompts us to think of evil as good, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So the Most High has not changed, brothers and sisters. His standards have not been lowered. The Most High still calls immorality a sin. And the Bible says that the Most High is going to judge sin, brothers and sisters. So a lot of people will say, well, it used to be pagan. It used to be evil. Sorcery, you know, psychics used to be evil. Child sacrifice used to be evil. Listen, brothers and sisters, you shall know a man by his fruit. So the origin can't be evil. If the root be holy, then the whole tree is holy. But if the root be evil, then the whole thing is evil, brothers and sisters. You know, America, for example, people say, well, that was in the past slavery, how they stole the land from the native. No, that's that was from its inception, from its origin. That's why we look at the origin. Any holidays, you know, anything that we deal with, we always go to the origin. What was it when it originated? Where did it come from? Because you need to know the origin to understand whether you can trust it or not, brothers and sisters. Without any shadow of a doubt, you have sisters who they will go off on you, <laughs> brothers and sisters, if you try to tell them they can't deal with astrology. And it's to the point where you got brothers dealing with it now. Why? Because they know that's what women like. And men just follow what women like a lot of times, unfortunately. So a lot of times, you you know, on these social media sites, you'll see, you know, on people's pages, Leo or Capricorn or Aquarius. You're dealing with the devil. You're dealing... With a sorcerer, you're dealing with a necromancer, you're dealing with a wizard, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. I don't care how, um, you know, how innocent they make it look. The Bible is clear on these incantations. We're going to go to Romans chapter 10, verse 3. We're going to the New Testament, brothers and sisters. Follow us. Romans chapter 10, verse 3. Romans 10, verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves into the righteousness of God. Right. So what do our people do? What do people do, brothers and sisters? They deal with rationalization. That's what they start to do, brothers and sisters. Self-centeredness is a prominent reason we are so inclined to call evil good, brothers and sisters. When something brings profit or pleasure to us, we are inclined to call evil good, even though we know it's dead wrong. So if something starts to benefit you, like you'll have brothers right now that would defend selling drugs. I had a brother tell me that one time. He said, well, if I don't sell it, brother, they'll get it from the person down the street. And I'm like, well, brother, if you do it, you're guilty. So, <laughs> okay, doesn't matter about who else is doing it. If you do it, you're guilty, brother, period. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves into the righteousness of God. So we must submit, brothers and sisters. We must submit once you find out that, you know, you may have been doing something that the Most High is not particularly fond of. You just put it down. This is not something where we're looking to condemn people. What we're looking to do is present the truth for our brothers and sisters and allow them to make an educated decision. 
at, you know, as it pertains to their spiritual walk. Because why? Our people are pure. That means a lot of people will look to take advantage of us. The more you believe in God, the more people will try to take your kindness for weakness and look at you as a sucker. Somebody they can easily get over on. That's what they do, brothers and sisters. And it's being perpetrated through what? Through church? It's being perpetrated through government, through media, through, um, you know, the World Wide Web. There's a flood, brothers and sisters. There is a flood. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 15 and 23. 1 Samuel 15, chapter 15. We're going to read verse 23, brothers. 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Read that one more time, brother. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And the stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he had also he has also rejected thee from being king. So, brothers and sisters, sin is as witchcraft. Why? Because we're living, you know, we're living in a sorcerer's playground. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and the stubbornness is as the iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. So rebellion is witchcraft, brothers and sisters. So if you're a drug dealer, you're a sorcerer. If you're dealing with tarot cards, you're a witch. If you know, if you call a psychic, then that psychic, the person who answered the phone, is a necromancer. If you're dealing with Ouija boards, you're into witchcraft. If somebody bring, you know, if you're dealing with fortune cookies, the person who brought you the plate is a warlock. Period. This is what the Bible is telling you, brothers and sisters. We must abstain from witchcraft, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. We're going to go to Proverbs 14 and 12. Wisdom scriptures, brothers and sisters. Wisdom scriptures. Chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Read that one more time, brother. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. So, brothers and sisters, you are doing yourself a disservice if you're dealing with any type of spiritual incantations or ritualistic mysticisms like horoscopes or zodiacs. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. See? So they can only advertise it to you if it had some benefits. Is it good and evil? The tree of good and evil. But ultimately, there's deadly side effects. Just like when you deal with some of these uh, um, these medications, brothers and sisters, right? It, it, it's supposedly a, a depression medication. But you have diarrhea, uh, you know, shaking syndrome where you can't sleep. You're drowsy, but... You know, you're drowsy, but you can't sleep. You become restless. So they could not promote it to you or advertise it to you unless there was a benefit to it. But ultimately, there's deadly side effects, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. Did you want to say something on that, brother? No, I was just about to mention the same thing you said. Um, good and evil, the same thing like the pharmaceuticals. They have all the side effects to them. So, yeah, you hit it right on the head. The brother is right. I mean... America, United States of America is the only Western world country that allows direct to consumer advertisements of pharmaceuticals, brothers and sisters. Why, why is that? Because the children of Israel are predominantly in Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, which is America. 
So these things are aimed towards our people, brothers and sisters. Right. And you just previously mentioned, well, we mentioned in the last scripture, well, rebellion is as which the sin of witchcraft. Yes. And if you think about it, what is rebellion? And according to the Bible is not following the most high's commandments. And if you sin in, it seems like you can't put it down. So it's almost as if it has a spell on you. And I think that's why it's saying it's all, it's like witchcraft. Yes. So, yes. You know. So brothers and sisters, you, you know, you have to be careful. You must guard yourself. You must, uh, you know, guard the things you put into your vessel, the things that you read, the things that you listen to, because these are all doorways into the soul. And Lucifer, Satan, the, the you know, the dragon, he's just looking for a way in. Therefore, he can devour brothers and sisters. So these things that seem innocent, mm-hmm. if the Bible says it's wrong, then it's wrong, irregardless of how you feel personally. Why? Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Right, and that's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. That is crystal clear. Now, we're going to go to the Tanakh. We're going to go to Isaiah. We're going to read chapter 19 and verse 3. Isaiah 19 and 3. Isaiah 19 and 3. Further proof, all nations have a demonic ruler. And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. And I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits and to the wizards. See, so when he destroys a society, the most high take down their evil counselors. The most high darkens their seers before he subdues an empire. Brothers and sisters, every time from the Babylonians to the Persian Medos to the Greeks to the Egyptians. To the Romans, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 3. And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. And I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits and to the wizards. See, so they get infam- they get directives from these spirits on how to control the children of Israel. And say, listen, you need to make them work on, you know, on these days, you need to give them off on holidays. See, that's, that's part of the psychology, brothers and sisters, because if you want to reprieve, if you want to, you know, have a day off from your slavery, then it's going to be Sunday. Then it's going to be Thanksgiving. It's, it's going to be all of their holidays. See, see, that's the psychology. This is what they get. Okay. Well, the spirit tell them, well, listen, you need to have direct set, you know, direct to consumer sales as it pertains to pharmaceuticals. See, well, you know what? You need to make marijuana legal because you're losing your grip on them. They're waking up. Listen, we need to listen. Okay. This is this is what they do, brothers and sisters. They're receiving directives. These plans are not coming from the mind of a man. How how, how can a man know how much rocket fuel it take for a rocket to make it up into space? How could he know that? See, exactly. These things, brothers and sisters, this intellect is not coming from the mind of a man to tell you that what we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual darkness and the rulers in high places. So brothers and sisters, we're here to, 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 to highlight, you know, the, the, the Luciferian society. We need to magnify. So our people wake up. So our people can guard themselves, guard the things they listen to, guard the things they see. Guard the things that they do with their, you know, with their life. Guard the things that they're eating. Because why? It's sorcery, brothers and sisters. This is sorcery. The television, 
the, the world wide web. All of this, brothers and sisters, is Luciferian. It's being used, you know, the people who follow our church, they're, they're using the Internet for knowledge, you know, to study, to get, you know, different books and, and learn about the most high. But that's just one percent of what the Internet's being used for, brothers and sisters. There's sex trafficking going on on the Internet, brothers and sisters. There are people learning how to build bombs on the Internet, brothers and sisters. There's people learning about different gods on the Internet, brothers and sisters. And how to do certain incantations on the internet, brothers and sisters. This is the flood, brothers and sisters. And the Bible is showing you that before the Most High destroys society, he take down their evil counselors. Can you read verse 3 one more time, brother? Verse 3. And the spirit of Egypt shall fail in the midst thereof. And I will destroy the counsel thereof. And they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers. And to them that have familiar spirits and to the wizards. To show you, brothers and sisters, that all cabinets, you know... All rulers or, or, or presidents have access to these familiar spirits and these wizards, brothers and sisters, without any shadow of a doubt. Further proof, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, to show you that this thing traveled from the Garden of Eden all the way to today, brothers and sisters. We're going to Daniel chapter 10, chapter 10 verse 12, excuse me. Daniel 10 verse 12 Then said he unto me Fear not Daniel For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand And to chasten thyself before thy God Thy words were heard And I am come for thy words But the prince of the kingdom of Persia Withstood me one and twenty days Right so brothers and sisters Why do we go here To prove to you that Satan's demonic cohorts Also exercise control In this world even You know even At certain times powerfully influencing uh, Human governments brothers and sisters Without any shadow of a doubt We went here to show how these rulers get their Understanding Read that one more time brother please Verse 12 Then said he unto me Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. Right, because why? Daniel prayed to the Most High about the oppression. Jump to verse 20, brother, please. Verse 20. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grisha shall come. Right. So, brothers and sisters, Christ was sent to contend with the demon who ruled the Persian Empire. That's what's going on here, brothers and sisters. And he told Daniel that he had just been fighting with the help of the arch archangel Michael against a powerful demonic force referred to as the prince of Persia. We're going to jump back up. We're going to we're going to take our time. Read 12 and 13 one more time, brother. Verse 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. See, remember we read that each nationality have a ruler over them, a spiritual ruler, a dark force. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. This is Christ, brothers and sisters, as the angel of the Lord. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 13. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the priests, prince, one of the chief princes came to help me 
and now remain there with the king of Persia. See, so before the Most High take down a society, he had to send. A, he sends Christ. Well, you know, during the Old Testament, he would send Christ in the spiritual realm as the angel of the Lord or his archangels to take them down spiritually. So there's a world that you cannot see, brothers and sisters. And before you see it physically, it happens spiritually. How do we know? Go to verse 20, brother, please. Verse 20. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore come I unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. See? And he would soon have to fight another spirit called the prince of Greece. So we know what? You had the Babylonians who ruled over our people. You had the Persian Medes who ruled over our people. Then who? You had the Greeks who ruled over our people. And then, finally, the Romans who are ruling over our people right now. So why did we go here? We went here to show you that each nation has a ruling spirit over them. Read verse 20 one more time, brother. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia? And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. See, and, and anybody who knows the history, brothers and sisters, <laughs> understand that the children of Israel were in captivity to the Babylonians. We were in ca captivity to the Persian Medos. We were in captivity to the Grecians right after that. And then we were in captivity to who? The Romans. So anybody who knows history know that these four empires at one time had a rulership. And guess who haven't had a rulership yet? The children of Israel. So the Greeks have ruled. The Romans have ruled. The Persians have ruled. Persia is what? Iran. The Babylonians. Iraq have ruled. It's the children of Israel's turn next. It's the children of Israel's turn next, brothers and sisters. And see how these spirits would not relinquish their power? Where Christ had to come and take them down? Why? Because we had to go through these four captivities in order to be free. So when Daniel asked, when you go through the vision of the four beasts of Daniel, he went, the Most High showed him four empires that we would have to be servants to before we were delivered. So Satan said, listen, okay, well, they have to go through four empires. I need to make each one of these empires a thousand years long. Now imagine there's four empires you have to go through, but they're only five years apiece. No, he said, listen, we're going to, every empire we can, we're going to carry it as long as we can to keep these people underneath our feet. So Christ had to come as the angel of the Lord to fight against these spirits, brothers and sisters. See, so this is the Luciferian world. This is what's transpiring in the world beneath our feet, brothers and sisters. And we needed to know this, especially around holiday time, brothers and sisters, especially around holiday time, because when you celebrate their holidays, that really shows that they rule over you because you're celebrating their culture. When Christ come back and the 144,000 of the children of Israel, there will be no more Christmas. There will be no more Veterans Day. There will be no more Fourth of July. There's going to be what? Passover, Purim, Feast of Dedication, Feast of Tabernacles. Our holy days will be worshipped, brothers and sisters. But we wanted to go here. We wanted to show you that each nation has a ruling spirit over them. Without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. Go to Daniel 9 and 26, brother. Please. Just one chapter over. Daniel 9, verse 26. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. Read that again, brother. And after three score and two weeks 
shall Messiah be cut off. That's Christ being crucified. But not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come. The, the people of what? The prince that shall come shall destroy the city. Now, hold on, brothers and sisters. The people of the prince. Who's the prince? We're going to prove it. We have the precept for it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, to show you. It said the prince of the people. Let's see. Ephesians 2 and 2. Ephesians 2, verse 2. Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the powers of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The prince of this world is the fallen one, brothers and sisters. The iniquity before mentioned is how Satan maintains his deceptive influence over the minds of men, brothers and sisters. So the people of the prince, who was that that killed Christ, brothers and sisters? So now we've gone from the Garden of Eden. We've showed the Babylonians... You know, Nebuchadnezzar, we saw, we showed them using spiritual incantations and mysticism and sorcery. We showed the Persians, right? We showed the Greeks. And now look, the people of the prince who are the Romans. The Romans, brothers and sisters, at one time were called the serpent people. Look that up. Type in the serpent people, brothers and sisters. See? So it was well known, it was well documented throughout history that before they were named the Romans... When they were in Causaria, between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, in the mountains, they were called the Serpent People. They were known for worshiping the serpent, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 2. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So that's how we know it's Satan. The ch worketh the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, brothers and sisters. See? So the, the people of the prince would, would take down Christ and they would also use sorcery and necromancy, brothers and sisters. Go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, brother, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to read verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. <clears throat> In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Read that one more time, brother, please. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. See, so Satan is referred to as this world's God. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, why do we go here? To prove, to buffer the point that Satan is the God of this age, brothers and sisters. This century, you know, the Luciferianism, the, the satanic rituals have now been... They've been, they've taken the venom out of it, brothers and sisters. When you look at these, um, these award shows, uh, the, the, you know, the MTV, the BTs and, you know, the Super Bowl. When you look at these performances, they're highly satanic, brothers and sisters. They're doing rituals right in front of us. And we're looking at it as entertainment, brothers and sisters. That's the proof that Satan is the God of this world. And we are ignorant to what transpires in the spiritual realm. That's why we, the Most High led us to put this lesson out there. Because our people need to understand what they're fighting against. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 4. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. In whom the God of this world hath blinded. See, and that's why we say the Most High. See, 
because that word God can be anybody can use that that term. I see I hear celebrities using it all the time. Talking about yeah, I believe in God. What God do you believe in? What's his name? Satan. So that term God and why why do they why is it God? Because in Hebrew you read from right to left and it was dog. And see, it was the jackal, the Egyptian jackal that was being worshipped, brothers and sisters. See, so that's where they got that that word God. That's that's not even a Hebrew word. That's a that's Greek. They deal with the gods and goddesses and all of that. We call the Most High by His name, which is a higher or the Most High God because He's the God of all gods. So that's why we don't you know we don't really use that word like that because we need to identify what God it is you're talking about because Satan is referred to as the you know the the God of this world without any shadow of a doubt. Further proof. We're going to go to Job. 9 and 24 because some people have no knowledge of this because they don't teach this in the Christian church. Job 9 verse 24 The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not where and who is he? The earth is given into the hand of the wicked, wicked brothers and sisters. So the reason for this ignorance <clears throat> is because Satan as the god of this world has blinded the minds of men from the truth. about his existence, his rule on earth, and his fate in God's master plan, brothers and sisters. Without any shadow of a doubt, can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So as we noted earlier, brothers and sisters, Satan is powerful, intelligent, you know, and he'll stop at nothing to carry out his ends. He will destroy the earth. he would destroy everything in order to get to these people why because we already read that he cannot go back into the heavens after Christ's crucifixion he he no longer had power to go into the heavens and because of that he started to persecute the women the woman which is who the children of Israel because why he have a problem with Christ he have a problem with the most high so since he can't get to the most high what can he do he can get to his people his greatest creation So when I, you know, when when he see our people dealing in homosexuality and dealing, you know, sniffing cocaine and doing all these different drugs, he he loved that. So he can say, "Look, these your people? These your chosen people right here? Swinging down a pole, calling each other niggers? This is your people with their pants hanging off their behind? Huh? This your people, right? Right? Talking nigger this and nigger that. I'm a sell dope and I'm a do this and I'm a do that. These your people? Huh? See? They love it, brothers and sisters. They love to promote us and advertise us as wicked. They love it as part of their psychology, brothers and sisters. When you see us on television in the media, right? With these uh with uh these housewives shows and these hip hop shows, wildish, they want to listen. They want to give the worst view of us. <laughs> All the innuendo and rumor. They, they you know, They want to promote us to be the villains. They put a camera in front of our people, and our people to act like they had no home training. I, sometimes I have to ask our people. I'm like, brother, who raised you, brother? Sister, who raised you to be like that? Satan loved it. He loved to see our people dealing with iniquity. He loved to see black men in dresses with a purse on. with some lipstick on. He loved to see our sisters with butch haircuts trying to act say they don't need a man. I I'm a black woman. I don't need no man. I'm a strong black woman. That's ignorant. 
Imagine us being saying, you know what, I'm a strong black man. I don't need a black woman. That's ignorant. And Satan love it, brothers and sisters. He love it. Further proof. Actually, read that one more time, brother. Verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covered the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? See? So as the master manipulator of mankind, brothers and sisters, he has many methods and tools at his disposal. And we're going to prove it. John 18 and 36. The things that we've gone over today, brothers and sisters, the divinations, the mysticism, the child sacrifice, all of these things run rampant in a Luciferian society. Why? Because he need to have control over the masses. And this is how he have control, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to John 18 and 36. John 18 and 36. Christ answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. See? So although the Most High is always in ultimate control, brothers and sisters, the scripture makes it clear that he's not the reason for the world's many chronic problems. Because a lot of people will say, well, why is there poverty? And, you know, how can God let somebody get cancer? And these are the reasons why people use to not believe in God and get angry against God. Why? Because they not they have no understanding of Job 9 and 24, that the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. See? So when you, you know, when a brother catch a heart attack or, or, or find out he have cancer, that the most I don't have anything to do with that. He already told you not to eat the pork. The crab, the shrimp, and lobster, but then you'll go blame him. As if he it, he's the reason for this. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 36. Christ answered, my kingdom is not of this world. See, so this kingdom, this world, is not of the most high. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. See? So this is not the Most High's kingdom. This is not Christ's kingdom. It's evident by all of the, the you know, the, the evil emanating out of this world, out of these societies, brothers and sisters, out of the children. We're going to go to 1 John 5 and 19 to buffer that point, brothers and sisters. 1 John 5 verse 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in the wickedness. Read that again. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. The whole world lieth in wickedness, brothers and sisters. So Satan, the devil, is the true ruler of this world, brothers and sisters. John tells us that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. This is what we're up against, brothers and sisters. Not to be aware of it, not to be stunned by it, is to be very vulnerable to it, brothers and sisters. You must understand what transpires in the earth beneath your feet. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 19. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Right. We're going to go to Psalms 14 and 2. Brothers and sisters, follow us. Psalms chapter 14. We're going to read verse 2 and 3. Psalms 14 verse 2. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men. To see if, if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. 
There is none that doeth good, not no, not one. See, so the world suffers from chronic, overwhelming problems because we have rejected the Most High without any shadow of a doubt. Why? Because people are largely blinded by the deceit of their own evil motives and intents. Can you read that from the top, brother? Verse 2. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there was any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. See? So, brothers and sisters, you cannot blame this world's chronic problems, the wars, the sickness, the disease on the Most High. The Most High have nothing to do with that. The, the world is given into the hand of the wicked. The Most High protect those who seek him, who follow him, who love him. And how do you love him? By keeping his commandments. So everybody else is being controlled by the devil. Without any shadow of a doubt, brothers and sisters. Further proof. John chapter 12 and 31. We're going to the gospel, brothers and sisters. Not first John, but John within the gospel. John 12 and 31. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. See, the prince of the air. Satan, brothers and sisters, further proof that Lucifer is controlling this earth, brothers and sisters. The racism that's emanating out of, you know, America, out of the United States of America. The murder, the slaughter of the North American Indians. And then what? And then you, you would celebrate the slaughter, Right. You, you would celebrate the slaughter and claim it's, a, it, you know, it's just a family death. But our people, the Negroes, if there was a day where, you know, um, you know, 50 Negroes were swung off trees and then 100 years later, they set up a, you know, a feast, a holiday to commemorate that. How would you feel? We're living in a pagan society, brothers and sisters. We're living in a Luciferian world, brothers and sisters. We're going to Daniel 9 and 26. We're going to wrap it up here soon. Daniel chapter 9, verse 26. Daniel 9 and 26. <clears throat> and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And to the end of the war, the desolation are determined. See, so we already found out who was the prince of the air. Now it's showing you that the people of the prince and shall destroy the city. What city? Jerusalem and the sanctuary. Who was that? That was the Romans, brothers and sisters. So all of the knowledge of evil from the garden is now passed to the Romans, brothers and sisters. We have now tracked the spirit from the garden to the Romans, brothers and sisters. To fulfill his what? His original promise. Lucifer's original promise. Brothers and sisters. See? Go to Revelations 13 and 1, brother. To buffer that point. We have tracked that. We've tracked the evil. The, the knowledge of good and evil. From the garden. To the Babylonians. To the Persians. To the Grecians. And now the Romans, brothers and sisters. Revelation 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Right. So, brothers and sisters, it says that there was a vision of a beast. We know that beast is what? It's a governmental structure having seven heads 
in ten horns. Now, who is this? The seven heads stand for Rome. Because why? Rome is what? Rome is the only empire on seven mountains. Look it up, brothers and sisters. And the ten horns are the ten European countries that were overtaken by Rome. The, the first European Union, or what's known as the United Nations, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, Brother Corey. Verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, <clears throat> and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast, beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. Now a leopard. Now, who is that? Alexander the Greek, who came off the mountain with leopard skin. So, listen. look at this. Look at how the evil transferred through all of these societies. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear. Right, the bear is who? That's the <clears throat> Persian Medo Empire. So, first you had the Greeks, the beast. So, Lucifer traveled from, it says the... Read verse 2 one more time, brother. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. Which was what? Greece or the Grecians. 333 to 31 BC. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. That bear is who? The Persian Medo Empire. 539 to 33 BC. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. That lion is who? That represents Babylon. 605 to 539 BC. And the dragon gave him his power. And who gave? The dragon gave him his power. See, to show you that the power came from Lucifer. The power that come from these empires, the, the power that's being utilized of these governments come from who? The dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. See? So our people look at this and say, see, the white man got to be the devil. See? He get his power from, from the dragon. It's got to be the devil. Brothers and sisters. That's a waste. Because why? These people are puppets, brothers and sisters. They are puppets being utilized by Lucifer. They get their power from the dragon, brothers and sisters. Where it says the leopard, that's Alexander the Greek, the Grecians. Then it says the, the feet of a bear, which is the Persian Medo Empire. You saw the movie, what, 300, right? Then you have the mouth of the lion, which represents the Babylonian Empire. And then we already read the seven heads and ten horns is Rome to show you that Lucifer, he was crafty and he, he, he taught all of these nations how to worship him. And that's through what? Astrology, through child sacrifice, through incantations and mysticisms, through psychics and familiar spirits. This is what runs rampant in a what you would call a Luciferian society. We're going to go to Revelation 17 and 9. Revelation 17 verse 9. Why did we go here? Because we needed you to, we needed to prove what the seven heads and ten horns are. And here is the mind of which hath wisdom. The, the seven heads of seven mountains on which the woman sit. Right. Now jump back to Revelations 13 and 1, brother. Revelation 13 verse 1. Excuse me. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Seven heads, ten horns. And upon his horns, ten crowns. Those ten crowns, <clears throat> it, it, it means rulership. 
and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. The name of blasphemy. Now we're going to go back. It says a beast having seven heads and ten horns. Now how do we know this is Rome? We're going back to Revelation 17 and 9. Read verse 9 one more time, brother. Revelation 17 and 9. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. Here is the mind that hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains in which the woman sitteth. See? So now you would have to go look and see which empire ever in, in, in history sits on seven mountains or seven hills. And you will come to find out that it's only one place and that's Rome. See? See, brothers and sisters? The Bible is clear as day. If you if if you if you're following the most high, if you're an Israelite, then you have the, the, the understanding to be able to break down these mysteries. Other nations can't break down these mysteries. Why? Because it's not their book to break down. You're not gonna go into China and see a Negro teaching Chinese history. <laughs> so there's no reason for anybody but the children of Israel to be teaching this Bible because other people don't have the understanding of this. Because why? It's not their record. So we needed to show you that the seven heads and ten horns represent Rome. Then you had what? You had the lion, which was Babylon. You had the bear, which is the Persian Medos. Then you had the leopard, which was the Greeks or the Grecians. And then you had Rome, which is what? You know, you had 31 BC to 325 AD when they were, they were taken down for a moment by uh, two black men, Presenius Niger. And Sitibius Severus, who were black men in the Roman army, who took it down from the inside. And then they, you know, they, they rebirthed themselves as the Roman Catholics because they were holy Rome before. But this time when they came back, they had a religion with them. They had politics with them because they couldn't, they no longer could call themselves emperors and empress because everybody knew that they were the serpent people. When you look at Martin Luther's works, not Martin Luther King Jr., but Martin Luther he was fighting against, he was protesting Protestant against the Romans. Everybody knew. You you get the book called um, King James the First and the Sixth in the Reunion of Christendom. King James he allocuted he allocated in the record that Rome was the seat of the Antichrist, brothers and sisters. This is our last servitude, brothers and sisters. This is our last captivity. It's to the Romans, brothers and sisters. This is the worst captivity because why? They use the understanding from all of the other previous empires and, you know, made a combination of it to make the worst empire to go against our people, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was a Luciferian world where we expose the evil emanating out of society ruled by Gentiles and heathens, brothers and sisters, from child sacrifice to divinations to astrology and zodiacs. To sorcery and witchcraft, brothers and sisters. We ask you, we beseech you, brethren, to pick up your Bible and put down the evil. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.